Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know. Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. Tonight, boy, do we have a show. We have a beautiful model on. Her name is Janelle Thompson from New Jersey, and our co-host should be joining us pretty soon, which is Brian Henderson. Brian is the president and CEO of Mind Altering Strategies. And tonight, callers, if you want to call in, people that are listening in, you can call in at 718-508-9600. Let me tell you about Janelle. I've known Janelle now for probably about a year and a half, and we talk all the time. And I'm so, so thankful that she's given her time to come on tonight to talk to us, and I know that she's going to help free a lot of women, not only women, but just a lot of people that's struggling right now. We've had her husband on before. He's A1. He's a gospel recording artist. He's about to blow up. He's got a maxi single out right now, and I think he's in the studio uh, working on some things as we're going over this show. So we're going to have, like I said, we're going to have our co-host on in just a, a few minutes, Brian Henderson. Let me check and see if we have Janelle on at this time. Janelle, are you there? I'm here. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm so glad that you're on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how was your day today? Oh, it was it was all right until after work. I had some running around to do. So I was, yeah, really? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, you know but what? I, I spoke with you, I think it was last week. I think you were at a photo shoot. Yes. Yeah, how did it go? It went very well. I, um, As some of you may or may not know, I'm currently eight months pregnant, so I wanted to um, capture the moment. I didn't want to put that out there. I didn't want. To, I didn't want to tell him. I wanted you to tell. Him. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> but um, so I just wanted to capture the moment of uh, you know, my my son, and before he enters into this world, and we just had such a great time at the photo shoot. He was kicking and moving around, so I, I think he's getting ready for when he comes out. He's going to be in front of the camera as well. Well, let me ask you this, Janelle. What's What's the what's the name of your husband's um, album that's coming out? Um, you know what? I'm not sure because he at first it was he's coming. Yeah, that's what but, I wanted. That's what I that's what I wanted. That's what uh, I wanted you to say. <laughs> right, but you know, it, it might be special delivery also. But you know, God God is just working with him on the title. He had it. You know, he's coming for a while, but then. Um, you know, it's just geared towards special delivery. So I think he's going more towards that as far as the album. Yeah, you know what? And, and from the things that you've told me that we've talked about some time ago in your past, you know, now that we're talking about a delivery, we're talking about a baby, we're talking about all this stuff, it's just overwhelming, and, and it's just God uh, fulfilling his promises. Do you yes. agree? 
I I definitely agree. <laughs> Janelle, we have our co-host on the line with us right now. Brian, are you there? I am here. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Loving the picture. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's so many. There's so many. Janelle, would you give yes. out your your email, well, your website, so so callers can go in and take a look at it? Sure. Um, I have two. I'll give you my modeling website. That's uh, Janelle www.janellethemodel.com, and that's J E N E L L E themodel.com. And I'm also on MySpace, um, myspace.com backslash his rare jewel, H I Z R A R E J E W L. Good, good. Yeah. So they'll have a chance to go while they're listening to the show. They can go in and take a look at some of the things that you've done. And I'm telling okay. you, my favorite picture is the one that, that you're suspended in the air. It looks like you're suspended in the air and you have your, your feet up on the wall. You know oh, yeah. <laughs> I know how did you think of that? Um, well, when I was doing the photo shoot, we were walking around in the street, and it was pretty much like just work with what you have. So I was like, you know what? Let me try something here. And a lot of times, I just do silly stuff just because that's how I am. And and you know, the photographer he'd be like, okay, wait, hold that. So he actually liked that, and I was like, okay, I can't hold this too long. You better hurry up and take this picture. But I just I just saw it, and I was like, you know what? Let me try something different. I never tried anything like that before, so he, it, it was definitely definitely a, a good shot. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just calling in, if you're just listening in, the call-in number, if you have any questions or comments for Janelle, the number is 718-508-9600. If you have any questions for Janelle, myself, or Brian, please call in. Brian, also, I, I need you to give out your information. You just started your own company. Yes, the company is called Mind Altering Solutions. I'm sorry. Mind Altering Strategies. I keep getting mixed up because Greg and I talk so much about what we do. <laughs> you must uh, be looking at Janelle's web, website. Actually, I am. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> No, uh, the company is called Mind Altering Strategies, and you can go to www.mindalteringstrategies.com to get more information on what I'm going to be doing. Um, also, you can email me at info at mindalteringstrategies.com. Um, Janelle, let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, and I guess I'm kind of jumping the no, gun here with Greg, but go ahead. I'll go ahead and shoot. What inspired you to start modeling? Oh, let's see. I've always just enjoyed fashion, and ever since I was a young girl, and I've enjoyed watching the models on TV, and I would imitate them and say, you know what, I can do that, I can do that. And as I started to get older, I got more into it. And um, I actually, when I was I think maybe about 12, my mother and I, she took me to a, a modeling school, and um, they wanted a whole lot of money. And my mom was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not kicking out all this money for you. If you're a true model, you don't have to pay for it." So that, you know, at first that kind of hurt, but down the road I understood, and it was like, "Why should I have to pay anybody?" But I just kept at it. I was like, "Okay, you know what? I did fashion shows for my church, and once I um got to college, that's just like when it really took off." Well, you know what, Janelle? Let's yeah. let's let the let's give the callers or let's let them in on another important part about your life. You're not just a model. 
Okay. It, it, there's, there's been a couple times you've told me, well, Greg, you know I have to speak at this event, and I have to speak at that event. What type of speaking are you are you talking about? What type of speaking were you doing? Um, you like put me on blast, don't you? Hey, well, you know, I want them. I want them to 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 know that even though you're a model and you're a beautiful woman, and I'm not saying that there aren't any beautiful women out there, but you know, the stereotype people stereotype models. Right, that's true. You know, when when a, when a person says I'm a model, they think, uh oh, dingy but, and yeah, yeah. doesn't know anything, right? Right, but you're in the pulpit. <laughs> oh, you went right there, didn't you? <laughs> I, I I couldn't hold it anymore. You you're standing flat footed in the pulpit giving the word. Yes. Now not not every week, y'all. Not every week. No. <laughs> Just um, I am a youth minister with my husband at my uh, church in Philadelphia and Delaware, Prevailing Church International, and um, I've spoken maybe within the we've been there a year. Within the past year, maybe about four or five times, Good Friday service. Um, I spoke at a women's conference, and um, it's just just really just been awesome. I actually love it. And uh, my husband and I were talking one time, and I was like, you know what? Preaching is addictive. <laughs> it's like when you when you do it, you're like, wow, God, you know that was that was awesome. And you you want you look for another opportunity to to speak His word and just to be in front of His people again. And it's like, okay. You, you know, when's another door going to open? It's not that you want to do it for for self-glorification or, or, or anything like that, but for me it was just like, wow, God used me in such a way to bless his people. I want to do it again. Yes. Yes. How awesome. How awesome. You know, um, not to, well, yes, to go back to your childhood, okay. was, there, was there a time when you felt you didn't have the confidence to be a model, because, you know, being a model, you have to be confident in what you're doing. Because if you're not confident, it will show. Right. Did you ever think, you know, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not the most beautiful girl, uh, why, well, I, do I, why do I, I def- want to do I definitely battled with, with, you know, with low self-esteem and just my appearance. And, um, and, and, the, and the funny thing is, it's kind of like, well, how did that happen? Because my parents and my family, they were nothing but, you know, supportive. They encouraged me, oh, you're a beautiful young lady. And they always gave me positive, you know, said positive things to me. But it was, I guess, I was so focused on, like, what I saw on TV and, like, society and just what I saw in the magazines. And it's like, okay, I have to look like stick thin and I have to have this long hair and be like just so gorgeous, and when I looked in the mirror at myself, I was like, I am nowhere near that. So that's so. My my negative my negative thoughts came from looking at the TV and the magazines and and things like that. Yeah, yeah. You and I talked um, a while back, and you were telling me about you know when you were coming up, you didn't think you were this pretty girl, and you you know it 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 was just. It was just crazy, but you stayed with the modeling, but you didn't think you could do it. Yeah, I, and it's so funny because I, I always say to myself that it doesn't make sense. It's like you, you feel like you're the ugly duckling, just the, the worst looking thing in the world, but yet you're in front of the camera, modeling, showing yourself off. Right, right. So it, it I mean, I, I don't. Honestly, I can't understand why, and, and I've, you know, tried to figure it out. I'm like, okay, 
why, God? Why was it that, you know, I had this issue, but yet I'm out there modeling and and showing myself off? Right, right. And, you know, another thing that we discussed, too, you were saying that, that, you know, when you, you were younger and you were coming up, that you felt that you were ugly, you felt that you were overweight. And now that's something that um, we all see with models. It just seems yeah. like a lot of them have these eating disorders, and they think they're fat, but they're actually skinny. Um, did you ever battle with, with eating disorders at all? Yeah, I, I did battle with eating disorders, and it actually was before I got into modeling. So it, it you know, stemmed from I used to run track, and um, one of the events that I did was the high jump. And if um, you're familiar with track and field, you know the high jump, you have to, like, pretty much run and, like, jump over a bar backwards right. and not knock it down. Right. Um, there were a couple times that, you know, I did knock it down, and I was told, okay, well, your your backside is, is, is knocking the bar down. So it that magnified into you have a humongous backside and, you have to lose all this weight. So, like, once that thought, thought started kicking in, it was like, okay, you know what? What else is wrong with me? And I just, like, started analyzing myself, and I was like, well, you know, my stomach is getting kind of big, and just I just started to pick myself apart. And I was like, well, the only way I, – what I tried to do was I tried to cut back on what I was eating, but that didn't seem to work. And I was like, okay, I took diet pills. That didn't seem to work. I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to eat. So that's – that's how the eating disorder started. Wow. Did you were did you were you throwing up your food or um actually both. I was throwing up and I was starving myself. Cuz there were times when I would um my family we ate together. <laughs> I know it sounds like what? People still eat together, but no. We had our family dinner together and I would have to you know sit there and eat. Mm-hmm. So to to put up that front, I would you know eat for them, excuse myself, and go and throw throw up my food. But throughout the day, I wouldn't be eating. Oh, uh, Janelle. Yeah. Wow, that's I'm I'm just thinking about this because I hear so every time I hear a model like Greg said, um, you hear about these stories, and mm-hmm. you think that's just commonplace in the modeling industry. Um. Well, I know the modeling industry is very, very tough. And especially, well, I know for the Tyra Banks, um, America's Next Top Model, that seems like in the judging, that's kind of stuff that happens. Like when, when they say, oh, you know, you look fat in this picture or you need to, that's kind of like sugarcoating, it, you know, what you see on TV. Like sometimes it's like, no, um, your thighs are huge and they could be like a toothpick. So if if a young lady, you know, constantly hears that, it's like, okay, well, I, I'm a toothpick, but you're saying I'm like this, 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 that, whatever, it's it's kind of like confusing to them, and it's just like, okay, their mind is just lost. It's just going, it's like, okay, you know what, if if I have to, to look this certain way to, to be a model, this is what I'm going to do, and that it, it's really tough. It's It's a cutthroat business, and... A lot of a lot of girls do end up. It's, it's sad to say, but dying because of either the drugs or the eating disorders, mainly because they're like, okay, you know what? Well, in order to fit into this, I can't eat. Oh, 
Wow. So, so you think it was was yours? I think you said that you had this eating, you battled this eating disorder before modeling. Mhm. Where did that come from? Well, well, like I said, it came from um, trap. You know, thinking that okay, well, I, if if I if I don't lose weight, I'm not going to be able to be this best high jumper. But then, as I you know continued to wanting to be into modeling and looking into magazines and things like that. I was like, wow, I don't look anything like these girls. And it just, when I would read things for, like, um, agencies looking for models, you have to be 5'8", touch and touch. I said, okay, well, you know what? I'm 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, so I thought if I was at least a certain size, then maybe they would consider me. So then I started thinking that way. And it, the ball just, just kept rolling, kept going, kept going into, like, a huge avalanche almost. Did your did your parents ever notice that you were battling with this? Not until let's see, I think it was in tenth grade. Not until maybe a year later in eleventh grade, when um at a track meet, I passed out. I was actually running, <laughs> and the funny thing is, and you know, I tried to blame it on my coach because at that point I was only doing high jumps. And he never had me run any events, and he had me run the 400 meters, like a whole lap around the track. And um, I, 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 you know, I started, and I was running. I was like, okay, I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden, I just like felt everything just start to go. Whoa, what's going on? And next thing you know, I was knocked out. And then my my coach, he knew what was going on. That's and and the thing about I love him because he, I had like such a close relationship with him. So he knew what was going on, but it was like he didn't want to break that trust right. and, and tell my mom. He wanted me to, to do it. So it was like when that happened, he was like, look, you got to say it or I'm about to say it. So, you know, we, we both sat down to talk with her. And um, I don't, I mean, I can't remember if my dad was there, but he, 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 was, he knew, he found out, but he didn't really understand. Right, right. So, Janelle, you, you were driven. At a young age, basically, this is, I mean, you were driven to get yep. over that bar. Yeah. And you, you were willing to do and sacrifice whatever mm-hmm. to get to that point. Yep. Let me ask you this. Was it worth it? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> no, because I really, damaged myself. Yes. You know. And and yes. I mean, you know, of course you have those scenarios like if you could go back and change one thing, yeah, I I would love to change that. But I know it got you know, that, that happened for a reason. Yes. 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 It did. So. Yes. And you know, the the there's so many children out there that's dealing with the eating disorders. Mhm. You know, and it's it's not it's sad but you you know it's it's you don't really hear this in the African American communities you don't really hear about eating disorders not at all so how you did really, you really deal don't. with that did you have to go to counseling or did your parents uh what did they do i, I i'm sure you you had to go to the doctor and you, because i think you said that it was really really bad at some point yeah, it it um 
it, it didn't get bad. It didn't get like the worst until college. But in high school, I did have to. After you know, we talked to my mom. I did go um, and speak with somebody, but she really wasn't trying. She she was trying to help me, but she didn't understand. So it, it I felt like she was wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I only spoke with her. You know, had a couple of sessions with her, but um, later. You know, my mom found out that I still had the eating disorder, and she found an outpatient um, study at a, one of the medical schools up in New York. And um, I went there on Fridays. This, that was in my senior year. I went there Fridays uh, after school, mm-hmm. and she would take me, and I would go to uh, the doctor. But it to me, it seemed like he... Like, we really didn't connect as far as him wanting to try and help me. What? I felt like I was another study. Mm. So so to me, I was like, okay, if I'm another study, I'm going to give you another study. I'm going to react like I'm a study. Like, I had to, um, I had a journal. I had to write down everything I ate. Mm-hmm. I had to write down if I threw it up. I had to write down what I felt. It was like, oh, my gosh. So... It got to the point where I was I was just like far removed from it, so I would just go through the motions, and I would usually like right before or, or while I'm sitting in the lobby waiting to see him, I would fill out my journal and be like, oh here he would weigh me every week, and you know write down my progress, but and he would you know ask me questions about how are you feeling, and I'm like oh you know great, but lying because I just felt like he didn't really care. And I think that that really had an impact. Yes, yes. Uh, Janelle, what what did you do to finally break the um, the eating disorder habit? Wow, it was Jesus. <laughs> but um, I mean, seriously, it I battled it for about twelve years. Wow. And um, when I met when I met my husband. He knew about it, mm-hmm. and um, he he helped me so much. He he didn't like chain me down and, and stuff food down my throat or anything. But whenever we would eat, or you know, he would always ask me. He wouldn't try and give me like a, a whole plate of food, but he would be like, "All right, you know, let's let's get something to eat." And you know, he'd be like, "Eat something small." And if I would get up, he'd be like, "Where are you going?" And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. So it was like he he was helping me to eat, one, and to keep my food down. Right. You know, he he wouldn't, like, um, be like a bully and like, no, you have to stay. No, he was just like, all right, no, no, come on, let's let's go do something else to try and take your mind off of that feeling. And he would, he even asked me, he was like, well, why do you, why do you feel like you need to, to throw your food up? He was like, do you not like it? So he kind of was like, um. As, as not, I don't want to say a therapist in a way, but he asked me, like, the questions that I wanted the doctor to ask me, and he was, like, genuinely concerned. And right. he just he just began, you know, telling me, like, you're, you're, this is not, he was like, this is wrong. He was like, you know, you're, you're a beautiful woman of God, and this is not how, you know, God created you. And he just really began to minister to me. And I was like, wow, okay. So, I mean, for a little while, yeah, while, you know, we were um, courting, I was 
battling with the eating disorder. Mm. But with him, you know, like, helping me out, guiding me, I was slowly starting to, like, okay, it's, it's okay to eat. It's, it's, it's okay. I, I, I can keep it down. You know, so that that was a big help. Yes, it was. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> so, you, um, so you basically are saying that even though you had the doctors, you had your parents, you had a support system in place, right. you know, that you really couldn't find a way out of it until he showed up. Good job, A1. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's you know, and I, and I think it's important that you have a, you know, because we could have a support system that really isn't, meet, isn't meeting our need. And, you know, right. sometimes you need that one person that will actually be there to hold your hand and, you know, not just take your measurement, but to actually right. hold your hand and to, you know, and to, to join with you in that suffering to get a good, so they can understand you. Right. You know, and so, and I mean, that, and that's kind of the basis of my question because I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to those therapy sessions and they're basically doing what you said you did was you're going to humor them, you know, because mm-hmm. you feel like a lab rat. Right. Definitely. And, and the, the funny thing is um, he he kept, A1 kept, my husband, <laughs> he just kept giving me just, you know, positive encouragement. He's like, you're you're beautiful, you know, and, and he meant it, you know, and he would just say, you know, you're, you're a woman of God, you're a child of God. And the, you know, I, I was dating someone before and it wasn't, he wasn't helpful, especially with the eating disorder because, I mean, it was, he was like kind of like, I don't want to say bipolar, but like hypocritical. It was like, you know, he, he told me, oh, you got to stop this, this is wrong. But yet, He's like, if you ever get fat, I'm leaving you. You know, that's it. So it's like, okay, what, what, huh, what? I'm confused. You want me to stop my eating disorder, but yet you're telling me if I get fat, you're going to leave me. So how is that helping me? Right. And it was like, so by by him saying that, I was like, okay, you know what? If I ever get fat, nobody's going to So then more things started to, you know, sink in. It's like, okay, if I get fat, I'm not going to be loved. You know, right. if I get fat, he's going to leave me. If it, so it was like okay now I and at that point at college I was like that was the worst like when I college and after I graduated that was when it was the worst. Yeah. If you're just joining in, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and our special guest is Janelle Thompson, the model. <laughs> and Janelle, I have a yes. question for you. Okay. When you were battling that, and you just said when you graduated, that's when it really got to a point, a, a breaking point with you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did suicide ever enter into your mind? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, a couple of times um, when I was in college, I, um, Morgan State University, <laughs> but um, I, it, it was just, it was just tough for me because, um, I had a roommate <laughs> who, for whatever reason, did not like me. And I'm the type of person, I'm, you know, friendly, and I like everybody to like me. Not, you know, I, I used to be a people pleaser, thank God for deliverance, but, I mean, I like for people to get along with me. And if you have a problem with me, at least let me know what the problem is so we can work on it. But for someone to not like me just because I wasn't understanding that, 
and it was, you know, it got to the point where it was just, like, unbearable. And um, one, whew, wow, one, um, one day what I did was I um, poured a cup of Kool-Aid. I, you know, had a cup of Kool-Aid, and I poured some bleach in it. And I drank that, and I was hoping that it would kick in and I wouldn't be there anymore. But <laughs> I guess I guess I didn't put enough in it because you know I'm I'm so I'm I thank God I'm still here. But at that time I was like, dang, I can't even kill myself, right? right. <laughs> you know. But it was it it was it was tough for me. And um, another time, also at school, we have um, two the the way that the um, different parts of campus is connected is a bridge. And the bridge goes over, um, you know, a main roadway. roadway. And um, one night I went out there on the bridge and I was just sitting there. I was, like, sitting on the ledge. And I was, like, so close to just falling through the rail and just jumping. But my um, my friend Amber, she was like, what are you doing? She came and got me and I was like, Man, you know, I was like, what's up with this? Why can't I? I was like, I'm not a punk. You know how sometimes some people say they commit, you know, try to commit suicide and they punk. But I was like really about it. But I was like, okay, you know what? Something's going on because I can't do this. What, what do you think that something was? It was God. I mean, I know that now. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm thankful for it. But it's like at the time I just really felt like this world would be so much better without me. And you know what, Janelle, now that I, I can say this to you now, I never said it to you before, <laughs> I, I remember you calling me and you told me, Greg, I have something to tell you. I said, okay. And you said, well, I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll talk with you. I have to leave work early. I'll talk with you later. And you called <laughs> me later that afternoon to tell me that you were pregnant with your first child. And when I heard your voice, what came to my mind was you drinking the bleach, you standing on this bridge, you growing up thinking you were this ugly duckling, and you were just suffering and all of that, and now look where you are. Look what, look what God has done. Yeah. Now you're about to give birth. God has trusted you that you will do the right thing to give birth. Mm-hmm. To his child That's an assignment Yeah And that is something that's very very serious I agree And you know He didn't give you that Until you were prepared to handle it mm-hmm. And now that you look in the mirror And you see your stomach And you see your husband The person, the man that he is That came into your life when you were at your lowest point What do you think? Every morning when you wake up and you see yourself and your husband and you, you have this happy home now and, and you, you're no longer looking at yourself the way the world wanted you to look at yourself. Right. What do you think? I'm just like, wow. I just, you know, bless God every day. And I even tell my husband, I'm like, you know what, babe, I'm so blessed that that you are in my life, that, that you are my my one, my soulmate. Because it's just, he he is just like, oh, wow. I, I can go on and on about him, honestly. 
he we have such a connection and it's just like such a friendship and it's it's everything. You know, it's not just like we're husband and wife. We're friends, you know, we're partners in ministry. So it's just like we we both say to ourselves, honestly, I we don't know where each other would be if we weren't in each other's lives. And and sometimes, you know, I I think I'm like yeah, babe, you know, would I still be down in Baltimore? Would I, you know, what what would I be doing right now? But and but we don't dwell on it like that. We're just like, but you know what? Thank God that we're here together. Right. And let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Now that you've suffered, now that you qualify <laughs> to speak to the broken, what would you say to a woman or a man that's in the valley right now, that's struggling with life, that want to just end it all right now, and they're thinking, my problem, God, is too big for you. What would you say to that person? <laughs> I would tell them um, not to sugarcoat it, because you definitely can't sugarcoat that time. Stop being selfish. It's not about you. And I mean that because, honestly, God has just, just really, you know, spoken to me about the things that I've been, that I've gone through. And he's letting me know, okay, yeah, you might have had your woe with me, why is this happening to me, but it's not about you. It's about the people who are assigned to you and who need to hear what you've been through so that they can either get out of where they are now or can can be like, oh, my gosh, wow, Some, somebody else knows exactly what I went through, what I'm going through. So he was like, it's not about you. And I would let them know, in love, of course, that it's not about you. But, you know, so by you ending your life, you're ending a whole bunch of other lives as well. Yes. Yes. Mm. Cool, thank you. That, that, last, that last sentence just, just came to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Um, Janelle, can you just talk a little bit about, um, like, when you were young, some of the positive and or negative influences and how they affected you? Hmm. Let's see. Let me, let me dust the cobwebs off, you know, my old mind. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, I think definitely my mom, she was a positive influence. She um she was a te- she was she was a teacher, and she was also president of the teachers union. So she was like always you know on the front line battling for the teachers, negotiating the contracts, and and whenever there was a strike, she was on the front line with the picket line. You know with the picket sign. She even had us going with her standing on the picket line sometimes, and it just you know showed me like she really cares about these people. Because, you know, she's out sometimes come home late because she's negotiating better things for the other teachers. You know, she's she's not being selfish, putting herself, you know, above anybody. She's like, you know, we need better wages. We need this. We need that. And she would fight tooth and nail until she got what she felt they deserved. And that that was, like, really encouraging for me. Um, My brother, he was a a positive influence. He's older than me, and I, I looked up to him. You know, he, I was like, oh, he knows everything, 
and he just, I just felt like he had so much knowledge, so I just like, oh, my brother knows everything. Oh, yeah, he, he's my positive role model. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much it, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was just about it. <laughs> Bill, we have our first caller that's calling in from the area code 972. Okay. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. You have a question for Janelle? Yes, it's more of a comment and then a question, something that I've always wondered about. I am a leukemia survivor, and I know I've been in remission over 15, 16 years, and sometimes I find that just going throughout my everyday life, I have what's what I consider sensory flashbacks where I'll remember something that happened, uh, I'll smell something or touch something, and then I'm back, you know, where it's like I'm back there taking chemotherapy. I can, my body physically goes there where I can, I can, I feel the nausea, everything that I went through mm-hmm. just by something that's happened in my environment. What I, my question to Janelle is, have you ever experienced anything like that that, sort of takes you there or where you remember something that you went through while you were going through the eating disorders. You know what's funny? And um and actually right now being pregnant it's like I'm, I've weighed I've, I weighed the most I've ever weighed. And the first time I went to the doctor and got on the scale and saw what the scale said my mind was just like oh my gosh, what what's going on? And immediately I had thoughts like, okay, I'm just now pregnant and they expect me to gain, you know, 25 to 35 pounds. And for, for a moment I was like, I can't do that. I, I honestly can't do this. I can't get up to 160 or 160. I was like, no, I can't. So for a brief moment I ha- I did have thoughts of like, okay, you know what? I don't know, God. I don't know if I can do this because... I'm gonna I'm gonna be gaining weight, and and for that for that instant I was like, it, it it scared me. Honestly, it it petrified me, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fat. I'm gonna be big as a house. But then I snapped out of it. God was like, whoa, bring it in, and it was just like, it, you know, I felt like he like shook me, and I was like, oh wow, bad dream. But when I, it was recent, when I found out that I was pregnant, that's when I kind of like had like a flashback, like. Oh, you know, oh, you're going to be putting on all this weight. Can you handle it? And it just, all the thoughts just started coming, just started coming, just started coming. You know, another thing that, that was a good, that was a really, really good question. I, I think people don't really realize how serious that eating disorder is. There's yeah. so many, there's so many people that battle, that's battling that. And, you know, in the modern industry, in the acting industry where you have to lose weight, gain weight, and that's just not, it's it's really not healthy to lose weight mm-hmm. the way that the people are losing weight, and you see, everybody wants to be this uh, American uh, idol type, uh, you know, model. Everybody wants to be this model that they either getting injected in their in their lips, or they're getting yeah. their breasts done, or they're getting this lipo surgery. Everybody wants to be something else that God didn't create. Right. Did you battle with, you know what, I can be better than what I am right now. I can look 
a lot better than how I look. This is not, the way I am is not enough. Did, did you ever get to the point where you said, you know what, I'm not satisfied with me? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much, you know, when the, the eating disorder really got, got worse. When you were a kid. When I, when I first started, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when mm-hmm. you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and just, also just to say, you said, you know, it's something that's part of the modeling and the acting industry, even in everyday life and just in normal you know, even someone who doesn't want to be a model or who doesn't want to be in front of the camera, they're battling that because what they see on TV or see in, in magazines or even hear. Right. So it's it's you know that's that's just something because I um I went on a website one time and it's like a, a eating disorder survivor website or you know it has to do with that and it was just like it it really broke my heart because you just saw all these girls oh I, you know I'm so fat. And they had the pictures up there, and it was like, "Are you serious? Oh my gosh!" So, so for me, you know, someone who's recovered from that, now I understand what people saw when they looked at me. Like, what are you talking about? No, you're not. I can see your bones. I can see your your spine through your, you know. So, it it just it just breaks my heart. And these girls are like, you know, they're not. None of them are trying to be models, or some of them are just everyday young girls. Yes. Yes. You know, there's another part of the industry, you know, being beautiful. Mm-hmm. Men always after you guys. Right. Some men will get to the point where they will just try to trick you and to get you alone and to, you know, because of your beauty, I guess some men, they just can't handle it and they want what they want. Have you ever had to deal with the issues of uh, someone trying to rape you or or just, trying to overpower you in any way. Because I was talking with a girl just the other day, and she was telling me that her friend was raped. Mm. She's a beautiful girl, mm. and she never told anybody. And she's wow. dealing with that now. She's holding that inside, and she's dealing with that. And no one knows how to reach her. Mm. So my question is you, you know, when you're coming up in this industry, and men see you all the time, and I know some men are very aggressive, Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to deal with that? Uh, yeah, but it was it was a photographer, and um, it was I really really wanted to work with this person, mm-hmm. and we found you know we've been going back and forth about setting up a, a meeting time, so finally we um you know we got together, and um I went down to his studio, and. You know, he was cool. He, my, A good friend of mine knew him, so it was kind of like, yeah, great. But um, he he did, um, now this is before I'm saved, y'all, so all right, don't hold it against me, but he did artistic nudes. And he he actually said to me, he was like, you know, well, you don't fit the criteria of the models that I want because the models that he used, you know, were, the brick house type, you know, like Coca-Cola bottle. Right. And here I am, this little skinny, scorny girl, because eating disorder. So I was like, okay, well, but he was like, okay, well, let me see what you look like. So, you know, I pretty much auditioned for him, just, you know, just didn't have anything on. And he, he started to take advantage of that. And I was actually battling in my mind, like, okay, you know what? You know, this might get you 
to work with him. This might get you fame. You know, you might be one of his next models. But then something else was like, what? You better stop right now screaming. So, you know, I was just like, you know, I, I nothing happened. I, you know, I put my foot down. I was like, stop. I got dressed and I got out of there. I broke down in the car crying. I was like, it, I felt like I was at a low right there. And I just, I was like, okay, you know what, it really, because he was, he was a very, you know, muscular man. Mm-hmm. And he really could have had his way. So, you know, I was just like, I'm just glad I got out of the situation. I'm glad he, you know, was enough to be like, okay, you know what, my bad. Right. right. How many how many of the, the young girls out there now, you know, this industry, everybody wants the, the glamour and the glitz, and they want all of this stuff, and everybody wants to be on the stage like yeah. Beyonce and on the, the, the cover of Sports Illustrated. Is it worth the girls? Now, we're talking young girls, 15, some of them 14 to 15-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And they're dealing with these photographers. Some of them may be really photographers. Some of them may not be. How would they deal with as far as the men taking advantage of them? And, you know, and what these guys do, they'll, they'll get the girls and they'll get them away from their family to come to right. them. Because, right. you know, the mom and dad, they're going to sit there and make sure everything is everything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and these little girls, they're, they're buying and they're falling for this dream. Just like you were strong enough to get out of that situation. Right. What about the little girls that can't? Wow. This is why it's, like, so important. And even some, you know, some of the young young girls who are coming into modeling, they'll, you know, email me on MySpace or whatever. And I, and I let them know, when you're first meeting with a photographer, bring somebody with you. And when you set up the meeting, let that photographer know that you're bringing somebody with you. And if they have a problem with them, with you bringing somebody, then you don't want to deal with them. Because what majority of the photographers understand, especially if you meet, like, through the Internet or, you know, things like that online, that you want somebody there, even though the person's not going to be any kind of way involved in the photo shoot, that's just, like, a safety. So, like... It's like, you know, he's being held accountable, like, okay, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. So I I let them know, I'm like, tell a photographer, I'm bringing somebody with me, or is it all right if I bring, if they say no, like, okay, no thank you. Because now not not all photographers are like that, but some of them do have that, you know, have a hidden agenda. And their agenda will be exposed if somebody else is there. Yeah. So I just, you know, and I just, just you know, tell them, be like, look, be stern about it. If they say, no, well, you know, not this time, not this shoot, maybe, be like, no, I, we can't shoot. If I can't bring somebody, especially if it's the first, the first time you're meeting, if you can't bring somebody, no, then we don't need to be working together. Yes. Janelle, now that you are where you are, yeah. you're happy. Yeah. God is giving you the... <laughs> The love of your life. He's given you your Adam. He's given you the seed in your belly. Uh huh. What do you think, or how do you think God feel about you at this point? Whew. Wow. I ask him every day, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I just know he, he really loves me. I know he truly, truly loves me because he sent his son for me. He sent his son to die for me. Yes. 
and and he kept his hand on me throughout everything that I've been through. And he's like, no, it's not time for you to go yet. I just know that he just has so much love for me, and, and, you know, I just pray that my ways are pleasing to him. And I just pray that, you know, every time he looks at me or I do something, he's smiling. Yes. Yes, I think I think he's smiling now. <laughs> I think he's been smiling the entire time. I really do. You know, God won't give you anything that you can't bear. That's true. And you're his child. He loves you. And a lot of times what happens is we start listening to the outside forces or we start listening to what the world has to say. Yeah. And we're not paying attention to what God is saying to us the entire time because he's talking to us. Mm-hmm. He's constantly telling you, "You're my child. You're my. You're the apple of my eye." Yep. Don't do this. I have a plan for you. Yep. And now that you're you're living your life now, what if you ever ask yourself that question? What if? I don't even want to think what if. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm serious. I'm just so. Happy where I am. I'm just so blessed where I am. So I'm so glad I'm right here at this present time. Yes, you know he did it for you. Do you think he'll do it for for the for for others? Oh, I know he will. God is not a respecter of persons. What he will do for one, he has to do for for another, for many. And I feel like he's gonna he's he's gonna use me to help others realize that. Right, right. Janelle, um, at any time, do you feel, do you get tempted to to fall back into those situations? Like, let's say you go to a modeling shoot and, you know, you get something unfavorable, like maybe in your pictures or something like that. Do you ever feel like um, the devil is trying to trick you to go back to that? Yeah, sometimes I do. Um, I, I always feel like that, just, just, you know, looking at some of the pictures and, and where I want to send it. But, you know, I immediately be like, devil, you a liar. I'm, I'm, you know, and I just encourage myself and be like, I'm, I'm a beautiful child of God. And even if I look like this, it doesn't matter because that's how God created me. So, you know, I, I immediately kick those thoughts out and just start, you know, just, just speaking what, what God says about me and just how much he loves me. And just that I'm his creation. So if I want to change something or if I don't like how I look, then I don't like God. I don't like what God did. I don't like what he created. Yes, yes. Mm. Janelle, we have a caller from the 904 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Janelle, this is your boy Brandon. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'll give you supplies here, give you a call support, you know, assistant and everything, you know, um, First and foremost, I want to thank God for you, you know, oh, you know your life and everything. And um, you're totally, indeed, a blessing. And um, I definitely wish, you know, you and A1 the best in everything. Um, thank you. Foremost. Thank you so much. Praise God. No problem. No problem. To God be the glory. Yes. The question I have for you, though, is um, you mentioned earlier about um, your speaking engagements and stuff like that. If, if someone wants to um, invite you to speak, how can they get a hold of you? Okay, well, you can um, send me an email, and my email is hisrarejewel, H-I-Z-R-A-R-E-J-E-W-L, 
at gmail.com. Okay. Okay. okay sounds good. Now, do you do um, national or is it just um, local? Wherever God has me to go. That's all right. That's I don't. Right. I don't limit God. <laughs> there you I don't go. limit Him at all. She'll, there you she'll go. She'll be flying all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> just not. Just not within the next six weeks, though. <laughs> oh, understand completely. Understand yeah. completely. Completely. <laughs> completely. All right. Oh, there's one more question for you. Um, what did you get for the baby with the gift I've sent? We put it actually in his little shoe jar, his little um, bank. So that um, okay. once, yeah, so I'm starting, you know, we put away, like, every now and then, like, change or, or dollar bills. So that that's in there. That's for him. So whatever he wants, he can get it. Well, he's right. coming in with the storehouse. Yes, he is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, he is definitely blessed to have um, a wonderful mother and a wonderful father. Oh. And, again, I, you know, uh, God bless both of you. And, you know, I love you as a brother and, and a sister in Christ and everything. And, um. Keep doing your thing, baby. Praise God. Love you, too. All right. All right. Thank you, caller. We have another caller from the 434. We have another caller from the 434 area code. Caller, are you there? Hello? Yes. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Um, I just want to say thanks for sharing. Um, It was wonderful. Praise God. I'm glad God brought you through it. Yes, Janelle, did you hear that? Yes, I did. I did. I said, "Praise God." How oh, are you? Okay. Uh huh. That's wonderful. You know, you're touching, you're touching the world. But just think that that if Satan had his way mm. on that bridge, yeah, I have to keep <laughs> going back to that because so many people are suffering. Yeah, sitting in church, mm. churches. Mm-hmm. The pastor's preaching, and they're not getting fed what they need to be fed. Yeah. They're not having that breakthrough. They're at a point where they just want to throw their hands up and give up. But if you're listening in tonight, you heard the things that Janelle has gone through. Mm-hmm. She's qualified now. Yep. She's qualified. And if you're in that valley... Thinking of suicide, or just hurting and going through, and you're facing something that's just overwhelming. Some people are facing foreclosures. Some people are facing cancer, leukemia. Some people are burying their loved one. Mm. Trust me. Hold hold on to God. Yes. He will not let you down. Even though the times that you're going through right now seems that you're in a dark world, you're not. He'll bring you out of it. Yes, he will. If you couldn't handle it, the things that are going on, you wouldn't be there. Right. That's one of the promises that God gave to us. And I'm just so glad that Janelle came on. She was transparent. She told us some things that <laughs> that some people just keep to themselves. Yeah. But her her thing in life right now is to help others that are struggling and going through some of the things that she went through. It doesn't matter what you're battling with. Being in the valley is being in the valley. And all God wants you to do is throw your hands up and say, you know what, God, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. 
Because once you take your hands off of it, he'll take over. He don't need your help with it. Amen, I know that's right. <laughs> he created you. He knows what's going to happen. There's nothing that you could do that will surprise him. Life will throw us curveballs all day long, and it will have us so confused. But there's nothing that can happen that will surprise God. So, Janelle, with everything that you went through in your life, and, you know, you can go on right now and turn your back on the people that are out there struggling. No. Tell us about Pillow Talk. Oh, wow, Pillow Talk. Wow. Um, Pillow Talk is just basically um, something that uh, I started with the young girls at, at my church. And uh, honestly, it's kind of been uh, on the back burner a little because, you know, my, cause my little man's on the way. But I definitely will pick it back up. What it is, it's just um, we get together once a month and we uh, just sit around at, well, at the church. We sit around at the church, not in the sanctuary, not in, you know, it's not someplace. I don't want the, the young ladies to feel like we're in church. So what we do is in the fellowship hall, we each bring our favorite pillow and we sit around in a circle, and we just talk about different issues that they're facing, like, um, you know, peer pressure in school, dating, um, living holy, righteous, being the only one who's, you know, standing for God. And, and it's just a, a time for them to just ask questions and, and just get feedback from each other. And, just, and I can just be the one to hopefully guide them and let them know, it's all right to be young and saved. Nothing wrong with it at all. And and just encourage them to truly stand for holiness and righteousness. And and just we we have a good time. And and what I do at the end of um the end of our our sessions, our pillow talks, I have something called Remember No More. And what it is is uh it's a box. And if there's something that, you know, we, we talked about at that particular session that they're dealing with, write it down on the index card, fold it up, we pray, put, they put it in the box, we pray over the box, they will never remember it no more. It's basically like, God, this is what I'm facing, this is, this is the, the struggle, this is the issue, whatever, I don't want to deal with it anymore, I can't deal with it anymore, I'm giving it to you. So once you put it in the box, you don't remember it anymore, you give it to God. And I, I don't even look at the things, and that's, and that's the beauty. I don't even look to see what people are writing. What I do is I take it, and once I go home, I throw it out. I don't even, you know, open a box and read and cause, because the, I'm not God, so what do I need to know what they're going through? I just we say, God, we know you have this, and, and I throw it out. Wow. Yeah. Well, Janelle, you know what? I'll say this. Earlier you spoke, you, you were talking about making it over the bar. I want to congratulate you on making it and clearing that bar. Praise God. You've truly done that. Yeah. Uh, my co-host is on. Brian, did you have any last things for Janelle? Um, yeah. What would you say to the folks right now that are out there in that struggle? We have one minute left. Ooh, let's see if I can sum that up in one minute. If if they want to reach out to me, that is fine. I can, you know, hopefully be a, a, a guidance to you and just and encourage you. But 
it's not healthy to, to, you know, be in that kind of situation. Eating disorder is not healthy at all. And just, you know, the low self-esteem, that's not healthy at all because that's not what God has called you to. Yes, yes. Brian, please give out your email address again real quick, please. Okay, you can reach me at info at mindalteringstrategies.com. That's info at mindalteringstrategies.com. Or you can reach me on MySpace at myspace.com slash Brian J. Henderson. Okay. And you can reach me at Gregory Turner at AbundantSolutionsEnterprises.com. We thank you, Janelle, for coming on with us tonight. We Thank, thank you, you for having me. Parent. We thank you for not jumping off that bridge, and we thank you. <laughs> and we thank God for not allowing you to suffer from drinking the bleach. Amen. With that being said, we'll see everybody next week, next Friday at 9 p.m. We have a great show coming up. And, Janelle, again, we just thank you and we love you. Thank you. Love you, too. All right. Love Bye. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.